Good evening and welcome to another edition of the Collinsville High School Football Podcast featuring Head Coach Lenny Gregory. I'm your host, Tim Krajek, and once again, we're coming to you from the field house here at Collinsville High School. Uh, Coach, thanks for joining us today, and congratulations on going 1-0 last weekend, beating Grayson 31-0, and earning a spot in that state championship game this weekend. I well, appreciate it. You know, exciting uh, to um, to get that win, and, um, you know, it's win number 14 for us and uh, against Grayson, which was extra special. I was about to ask you, how rewarding is it to have it to not just beat Grayson, but to avenge that loss from the state championship game last year? How rewarding was that? Oh, it was. It was. Uh, it was really nice. And you know, I I just you know from a personal standpoint, um, you know, having coached there and be able to get the win over a team that I, that I coached for and was, it was part of that program and. You know, they kind of ruined our dreams last year, and, and to be able to, you know, put it back and tee it up and, and get it done this time was, was uh, extra special. Yeah, it was, I know it was a special night at, at uh, Faring Field. It was a great crowd, uh, great football weather, just an electric environment, and I'd like to go over some of the highlights of the game. And the defensive highlight uh, basically was that Grayson had the ball on offense eight times in the game. Six of those possessions ended in a punt. Three of those came after the defense held Grayson to a three and out. And then, of course, one of their uh, possessions ended in a fumble, and, and the other one ended with uh, turnover and downs as they were trying to uh, end the game and get back to Loganville. Um, but in contrast, the, the offense, our Collins Hill offense, scored on five straight possessions. In the first half, Collins Hill scored on tw uh, 12-play, 80-yard drive, capped by a 23-yard touchdown pass from Sam Horn to Travis Hunter. And then as the half was coming to a close, Isaac Bonacci kicked a 21-yard field goal to give the Eagles a 10-0 lead. Collins Hill then took the second-half kickoff and ran a 16-play, 84-yard drive in 5 minutes, 58 seconds, uh, which end ended with Horn punching in from the one-yard line to make the score 17-0. The Eagles then extended the lead to 24-0 when Spencer Anderson scored on a three-yard touchdown run. And that score was set up by a Grayson fumble deep in their own territory. Um, the Eagles added an insurance TD when Anderson scored Again, on a 17-yard run with six, like six seconds left to go in the third quarter, uh, Bonacci concluded the scoring for the game by adding his seventh point the evening. Uh, final score, Collinsville 31, Grayson 0. Um, Coach, describe the emotions on the field in that last minute of the game. I thought it was great when Sam Horn returned to the fairing field for one last time to take that knee in the victory formation. Meanwhile, Travis is over there doing a backflip, and you're getting – uh, the power eight shower. Uh, talk to us a little about those emotions in that last minute of the game. Uh, just a lot, a lot went into that, you know, and and to get to get us back to this game, um, you know, it's been a it's been a total uh, team effort, and coaching staff, uh, total commitment, and players, and just how hard we've worked to get back to um, the state championship, and you know, it also, you know, with playing Grayson, you know, Grayson's been kind of the dominant program in Gwinnett County. Mm -hmm. And for us to, to, um, to knock them off, you know, it kind of puts us at the, at the top of the hill, you know, yeah. and, you know, now we've, we've established ourselves in, in the county as, um, you know, the top elite pro football program right now. And that, um, that means a lot to, to myself, um, to the coaching staff, to our players, um, Everybody involved, you know, Booster Club. I mean, just, you know, starting this thing five years ago and, and 
you know, putting a vision out there of what this would look like and and for us to, to all buy in and, and get it done. And it's been a lot of hard work. Man. Well, it was a it was a fun environment. We, uh, you know, obviously the the fans enjoyed what was happening, and and it was good to see the the community gathering on the field after the game, celebrating, you know, taking pictures of the scoreboard. Uh, you know, I know we already had our senior night a couple of weeks ago, and of course that was an emotional end. You know, the regular season for some of those seniors, and because they didn't know how many more games they were going to get you know, at, at Faring Field, but now they know that, that was, there's no more games at Faring Field for those seniors, and so I know it was an emotional time for everybody out there on the field uh, Friday night, but it, what a what a great evening, and uh, we appreciate uh, everything that you and the coaching staff have done to get us to this point. Obviously, the players, we appreciate all their efforts, and, and you're right, it is a, it's a team effort. We have a lot of folks behind the scenes doing, doing a lot of work, um, but uh, – but it's fun. It's fun when you're winning, <laughs> and, uh, no doubt. And, and you are doing this that. So, let's take a moment and recognize some of the players uh, for their performance against Grayson. And for the first time ever, you've given a game ball for the player of the game, and, and you're awarding it to the entire offensive line. Uh, I can't agree with you more on that uh, selection. Um, you know, those guys have done a great job of keeping Sam Horn clean all season. And uh, what what would you like to say about those old linemen that you got? You know, I've said this, you know, multiple times. You know, that that unit, that group, is probably the the most reliable, hardworking, um, get it done group that that we have. Um, not saying that you know they're the most talented, because I mean we've got a lot of talent on this team, but they're they're the uh, they're the hard hat guys, man. They go to work. They don't get any glory. They uh, some of them are undersized. But um, they, they just they, – they work hard. They're always the first ones in the weight room. They're the hardest working guys. You know, last year we lost to Grayson. We lost because we couldn't run the football. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a, a commitment in the off season that we made that, that we have got to be able to run the football when, when teams, you know, drop eight guys in coverage and try to take away the pass. And um, – you know that group took it personal. Mm-hmm. They took it personal that that you know that we couldn't run the ball on Grayson, and we, you know, that was why we didn't we didn't win. You know, and so this this week, you know, last week, our whole thing was we got to be able to run the football. Yeah. And I I think you know this was the second time this was the second time this season where we ran for more yardage than we threw for. You know, we I think we had about 260 yards on the ground and Sam was about 230 uh in the air so you know we're, we're a we're a heavy pass team everybody knows that that we're you know that we're you know spread offense like to throw the ball got a great quarterback bunch of great receivers but in a game like the Grayson game where they're taking away um all the you know deep routes and and all that and then playing they were you know a little soft in the box um, we were able to really rely on that offensive line and our running backs to run the ball, and that was the difference in the game. You know, while you were talking, I was just looking up some stats, and, and uh, you know, of course, our, our, our big guns, Ryan Stevens, Spencer Anderson, averaging 8.1 and 7.2 per carry. Um, that's, I mean, 
you know, you're getting a first down, you know, every other play basically off of that, off of the running game. Now, obviously, you're mixing it up, you know, with the good pass, you know, good uh, uh, combination there. And then you look at Sam Horn's average of 10.8, and that takes into account his sacks. So, uh, apparently, he's not been sacked very much because his, his rushing average is pretty good, uh, you know, per carry. Um, but uh, anyway, you know, you're talking about the running game. Let's go ahead and, and, and move on to our offensive player of the game, who was Spencer Anderson, and he rushed the ball 14 times, 92 yards, two TDs, and he caught a pass. Talk to me a little bit about Spencer and his performance this year. You know, yeah, Spencer's been – you know, he's really worked on, on um, you know, the, the receiving part of, of the game, and he's gotten really – he's become a weapon as a, as a back out of the backfield, you know, catching the ball. But, uh, you know, this week I was so proud of him and how physical he was. He ran the ball um, just with a lot of physicality and getting extra yards. And um, he just – he was tenacious Friday, uh, caught the ball well, ran the ball. And, um, you know, right at the, the end of the half um, – or, I'm sorry, at the end of the third quarter, you know, we wanted to get a running clock. You know, if you go up by 30 points in the fourth quarter – it goes to a running clock, and um, we pretty much were, I mean, we're out of time, timeouts, I think. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we kind of said, well, we're going to have to run the ball here, you know, and mm -hmm. try to get the first down because I think it was third and maybe four or something. So it made, it made more sense to try to get the first down than to try to throw it in there and score and then have to kick field goal. And uh, lo and behold, Spencer takes the ball and runs it in the end zone. Ran. He took care of that for so, you. So you know, running clock it was, and um, <laughs> you know, I mean, geez, you're in the semifinals and you got to run a clock in the fourth quarter. Yeah, uh, couldn't be more proud. Yeah. All right, and so let's talk about on the flip side, the defensive player of the game, Jalen George, two tackles and assist, two tackles for a loss, a sack, a hurry. Uh, he had quite a game. Uh, any comments there? Man, he was all over the place. He was. You know, in the backfield, you know, played D line, was making TFLs, uh, shutting the run game down, and then he played a little bit of outside linebacker too. Um, and then, you know, of course, on the offensive side of the ball, he's you know he's he's leading the way for the guys to to run the ball because he's knocking people off the ball. He's just a, I mean, he's a warrior, mm -hmm. and um, and he does it with a smile. Oh, I he's mean, such he's a great just, kid. He's just got he's the best smile. He's got a great attitude. I don't think Jalen has a bad day, and I, I I look at him every day and I say, man, you ever have a bad day? And he's no, he's just smiling, and but he's so physical. He's a, you know, he's just he's a contact craver. You know, he just loves physicality of the game, and he loves and playing and football. And a great homegrown Collins Hill kid. No know, doubt. All the way up. I've, I've known him since he was three feet tall and, and a water boy for his older brother's team, who, who uh, Javon played here as well, as you know. Um, all right, let's talk about our alignment of the game. Asani Redwood, seven tackles, two tackles for a loss, two quarterback hurries. What a what a season he's, he's put together, hasn't it? Yeah, he's, he, you know, he's, he's having a great year, and he's, you know, um, has really set himself up for, you know, getting um, you know, college scholarship and we talked about Vandy last week, right? Yeah, and, and now now West Virginia has offered him. Sweet. So he he went on an official visit this last weekend to West Virginia and has an offer with them and um, you know, it's could heat up more. I mean yeah. you know, so we'll see. And but I and I'm proud of him. He he's such a great kid. He does everything right and um, you know, he's, he's just, um, 
You know, he's he's what we call OKG. He's our kind of guy. Yeah, I like those guys. Uh, special teams player of the week, Isaac Bonacci. Uh, he's been been pretty clutch for us all season long. Any comments about Isaac? Yeah, he's, he's he is um, he has scored a lot of points for us with extra points and mm-hmm. you know the field goals and um, you know he he works so hard at it. He's committed and um, he was spot on. His kickoffs were great and so. You know, just really proud of him. Yeah, you know, he. I, I know he's got a leg. You and I in this podcast have talked previously about, uh, you know, your strategy on kickoffs and that sort of thing. And, and I, I know he practices hard at it, uh, you know, but it's it's not as easy as lining it up and just booming it out of the end zone, um, you know, kicking it as far as you can, whatever. I mean, you're asking him to put it in a certain point on the field uh, for a reason. And, you know, for me and Bernardo sitting up at the press box, we were saying, "Why are they kicking it short? Go, you know, <laughs> giving up the yardage." But you know, we get it. I mean, it's it's uh, uh, we know it's his job is not easy. You know, to put that thing right where you want it to, and 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 I'm assuming he's he's getting pretty close every time on that. Oh yeah, so. he's doing a great job. Yeah. And I was just uh, trying to look up his stats as well. It looks like he is 52 or 59 on PATs. So you have. Scored a lot of t- TDs this year. <laughs> that's added to his point total. And then he's 11 and, uh, of 12 on field goals. So that's a pretty good percentage. Um, like I said, pretty clutch player. And I know you get, you're going to enjoy having him around next year because he's only a junior. Uh, let's talk about uh, Roberto O'Brien a little bit. Uh, he gave him the Hair on Fire Award. He had 10 tackles and assist, uh, quarterback hurry. And then if that's not enough on special teams, he had another three tackles. Uh, talk about Roberto a little bit. Yeah, he's he was everywhere. I mean, just big reason we shut their run game down <coughs> and their offense. I mean, he was just you know flying around, um, you know, pursuing the ball and playing like his ha- his hair was on fire. So, you know, he did a great job. Proud of him, and um, um, you know, just excited to see where he's how he's developed this year. He's been a heck of a player for us. Yeah, and he's a uh, he's silent but deadly. He's he's a Seems like he's a quiet guy. We've had him on the podcast before. He just comes across very quiet and just kind of does his job, um, but silent but deadly. No doubt. <laughs> and uh, finally, let's talk about the scout team player of the week, uh, Logan Arnold. Yeah, Logan. You know, we knew we knew we needed a good look on the offensive line and defensive line, or you know, big kids. And Logan's a big physical kid that just you know gave us a great look all week. And, you know, we got out there. I mean, our kids played physical and they they were prepared. And I we feel, really felt like Logan did did such a great job of getting our, our both both sides of the lines right. Yeah, and uh, of course now he's only a sophomore, so you're going to have him a couple yeah. more years. Gonna, I, I know you're going to love having a guy his size, and you know, for the next couple of years. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, well, listen. You know, appreciate you making those comments about the players, and and of course, we do want to uh, thank once again Susan Plunkett for her generous donation of the Frosty Plunkett Game Balls. Uh, those boys really appreciate the the recognition, and we appreciate Susan's support of our program. Um, all right, now let's uh, let's talk about Milton a little bit, um, and we we can't confuse those Eagles with our Eagles. We're we're the good Eagles; they're the bad Eagles. So, right. uh, what, what's the scouting report on the Milton Eagles? Well, they're in a state championship for a reason, right? I mean, they're a good football team. They're 13-1, and, um, you know, they've got a really good football team, a lot of talent. You know, you look at the starting lineups, you know, with them on offense, 
uh, in defense. You know, you see a lot of big-time Division One football players. Quarterbacks going to Virginia Tech. Their tailbacks going to UCF. Uh, offensive line is, you know, they're power five kids up front on the offense line. And um, tight ends going to Michigan State. And then you look over on the defensive side. I think they got the number one defensive lineman in the country. Um, is that the dude? Yeah, the, the Overton guy. kid. Yeah, and, yeah, that was the one I was trying. You know, um, and they got a lot of other good players too. You know, so they got, you know, just like us. I mean, they're they're they've got they've got dudes, and um, and so you know, it's going to come down to really, you know, just who plays the best, and uh, you know, limit turnovers and uh, limit the big plays, and. You know, so that's you know we just we're we're back at work right now. You know, I know it's Wednesday right now, but for us, today is really Tuesday. Mm -hmm. You know, this was our Tuesday. Uh, since we're playing on Saturday, we've kind of pushed everything back. Makes sense. And uh, so tomorrow we'll you know even though it's Thursday, it'll be our Wednesday, and so we're we're still at the you know earlier part of the week, uh, getting ready for them. And um, but you know we're excited. We're excited. The kids are excited. Coaching staffs excited. Our community's excited, yeah. you know, and um, you know, not not too many times in life you get another shot at it. Right. So here we go. So talking about Saturday, what's what's that schedule look like? Um, you know, I, I know you're going to start start the day off like you would on a Friday, having the boys come in for for team breakfast and that sort of thing. But because it's a Saturday, there's no school. So talk to us, walk through the, that schedule, what, what it looks like on Saturday. So we we lift on game day, and uh, we'll, we'll bring them in and. We're going to have a 9 a.m. lift, and um, it's not a heavy lift. It's just kind of get the blood flowing and um, get the kids up, make sure we see them. Um, and then 9.30, we're going to, we'll have our uh, our weekly devotional with Dr. Cox, and uh, we'll feed the kids breakfast. And uh, then we'll go home, and everybody will go home, and then we'll come back up here uh, in the afternoon and uh, feed them pregame meal here about 2.15, 2.30, and, um, and then it's, you know, it's load the buses up and go down to Georgia State. But before you get to load the buses up, or as you're loading the buses up, we're encouraging fans to, to meet us over here at the field house for a send-off, is that right? Yeah, yeah, so uh, the communities, you know, they're rallying, I guess, starting about 2.40, 2.45, and then when we get rolling on the buses, we should have a great turnout to cheer the boys on as we as we pull out and head towards georgia state you know i know uh, thinking back to last year when you when you did that uh did the, did the boys were they kind of stoked up when they saw the you know no, fans kind of so standing awesome. out there and I, I so imagine. awesome that's that's got to feel good to to know you got uh you know and and certainly most of them are family you know parents and that sort of thing but you know there were a lot of folks out there that you know didn't have a kid on the team you know and, and they were out there cheering them on just the same they had you know there were students out there um you know showing up uh in, in that particular case it was what new year's eve eve whatever <laughs> that we were you know trying to get people in there you know to to get that kind of turnout that we had last week last year uh if we can have something similar that i think that's going to be exciting for the boys to to, to do um and uh now the game is scheduled for seven thirty. Seven. 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 Seven p.m. Um, Bernardo, make sure you're not late. Okay. Seven. <laughs> now, truth be told, it, it, it'll 
we'll probably be a little bit later getting started, kind of like with the Corky Cow. And actually, last year, I think we started a little bit late, not not too tremendously bad, but uh, a little bit later start. Uh, um, does that present any kind of problem as you're as you get down there? Because you'll probably be down there by four o'clock, right? Four uh, thirty. Should uh, get there about four, yes. And uh, so now you're waiting. You've got a game ahead of you, and you're just waiting for that time. And and you got a bunch of caged lions, you know. They, these guys are ready to, you know, they're, they're going to peak too early. But and does that present any kind of problems when you're when you kind of have that schedule that's not going like here on Friday nights? Okay, seven thirty, game's gonna start. Okay, mm -hmm. it's like clockwork. How does that look on a on a game where there's where you're waiting for another one to end? Uh, you just got to keep the kids busy, and uh, you know, you know, we have a plan for all that. And if for some reason you know the games before us get delayed. You know, obviously, we're going to watch the games on Saturday and see if they're, you know, they're going to be on time. That'll, you know, just like with the Corky Kale, the game, two games before us, we waited till that game ended before we left, and that game ended up going into overtime. Yeah. So, you know, we we told the bus drivers just hold on because we don't want to get down there too early. Right. You know, so. You know, we'll, we'll have a plan. We'll watch it. But, um, you know, we we feel good about, you know, our pregame routine and everything. So, we'll be we'll be good to go. It's going to be an exciting day. Um, Coach, I know you and the team are hungry for the title. You know, the, the community's hungry for it. It's your time. Go take the win. Good luck Saturday. Uh, we're all proud of you. Thank you very much. Go Eagles. Go Eagles. You can't end like that now. you got to give me a – it's a great day to be an eagle. <laughs> With a little bit of enthusiasm. <laughs> so, All right, so now, uh, thank you, Coach. I appreciate you being here. All right, so for the last time this season, we're going to hear from Pappy and see who he's picking this week. Howdy, high school football fans. It's the final edition of this season's pigskin prognostications. Don't it go by in a blink. This week's contest is for the Georgia State Championship, Collins Hill versus Milton. The two biggest, baddest birds in the whole state are set for a territorial tussle in Atlanta, with the winner earning ultimate bragging rights. And a battle it will be. Adam Clack's Eagles had only one little hiccup way back in August, but have been dang near perfect ever since. While Lenny Gregory's high-flying flock ain't been nothing short of the apex predator, both home and away, with 14 straight wins. Expect these eagles to circle each other in the air, swoop higher to gain advantage, and then lock their talents together until someone submits. Because statistically, both teams are elite, as one might expect in a championship game. Collins Hill does slightly more damage through the air, while Milton prefers to maul you on the ground. I suspect that that will be the game plan. Control the clock and the ball. But as we learn in English class, the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry, meaning get behind too much, and Milton is going to have to abandon that run. That'll be the difference. So when the wing waving and the feather flying is finished, the eagle that lives up on the hill will be sipping from the silver chalice. Pappy's pick, Collins Hill.
So long for now, neighbors. May God bless. See you next season. Get me out of here, Tater. And thanks again to Tim Nichols for his creative contribution to this podcast this season. Eagles fans, uh, let's meet 3 o'clock at the Fieldhouse. Um, give these boys an appropriate send-off and as they head to Atlanta for the game. And if you have not already done so, please go ahead and purchase your tickets through the GoFan website, uh, that, that app. Uh, you need to search under GHSA to find our game. Uh, but, uh, you know, while the game will be on TV, we hope you're only planning to record the game because your presence is needed to be there. Uh, the boys and the coaches have given a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to get to this point. They need our support in person. Uh, we have an opportunity to be part of something special, and you don't want to miss this. Uh, thanks to all who participate in this podcast, not only tonight, but throughout the season. Thanks again to head coach Lenny Gregory. Uh, his and he and his staff have done a phenomenal job. Thanks to my friend, my podcast engineer over here, Bernardo Richardson. I really appreciate your Bernardo. And until we meet again, it's a great day to be an Eagle. Beat Milton and win the state.